Welcome back to Bold of You to Say. Before we get into the show, I'd like to issue a correction. Later on, we'll get into DC fandom and reference Gotham Knights taking place after Arkham Knight. Gotham Knights is set in the greater DC universe, although the Suicide Squad game is set in the Arkham universe. Go figure. There are timestamps in the description so you can skip to whatever topic you'd like. The social media stuff is also linked in the description if you want to see what kind of stuff we would tweet. Keep an eye out for next week's episode where we'll have a review with Bill and Ted Face the Music, as well as our thoughts on the series as a whole. Now let's get into the show. Fortnite had a has a um, a new what is it like a new tournament where you can oh, yeah. win the Free the Fortnite bad apple tournament. skin. That's such a stupid thing. Yeah, ten bucks says that they uh they uh uh like Apple and uh Epic decided that they were gonna do this just to try and get more people like invested in their companies. Yeah, it's it's an obvious publicity stunt. That's the word. What publicity stunt? Yeah, I was trying to remember. Yeah, no, it's so it's so clearly like there's nothing else it could be. Companies aren't actually gonna be like this about shit, like you know. Yeah. No, it's just insane how like immature Fortnite is being. Like they're gonna usher in like the the stifling of their game. Just so they can like make a few extra dollars on V Bucks. Honestly, I don't think that that's what the case is. It's just uh, they're doing a sale thing, and they talked to Apple about, it and they came up with this this nut, this idea that they're gonna pretend to be at war with each other to generate like support for either thing, so people would buy more into those products. Like that's what I think. No, I don't I don't know. I don't think it would end up in a court case if it was just that. I mean, they're both rich companies. They can afford to have like frivolous court cases. Well, I don't know. I it would they wouldn't let it go this far if it was just, you know, a publicity stunt. Like on that that, that they're both look at in how on. much traction it's gotten. Look how often that's gets shut up on trending on like Twitter and shit. The uh, the what is it, analytics for all the Google searches people have done on both of those things now? I guess, but Even if it's why would you purposefully stuff, generating a lot of why would you purposefully go well, through an expensive lawsuit like that? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it's all it's a publicity stunt. Like they're going to waste some money, but the idea is that in the long run, they're going to earn back some money. Mm, I don't know. Seems too risky. Wait, well, I mean, it's always risky when you do a publicity stunt. But like, if it was, if it was on purpose and they were both in on it, the the worst it would get is like a Twitter beef, and it would last maybe a week, and it would be like Fortnite or Epic Games tweeting out like, "Hey, at Apple, we're offering twenty percent off on V Bucks, and take that, cunt." And then Apple would tweet back like, oh, yeah, well, buy our new iPhone. Yeah. And then that's as far as it would You're get. You're also not wrong. But now it's a whole court case where like, like the fate of 
the mobile industry is at stake because like this is just dredging up a lot of shit like this the whole the whole issue of like high fees for being on the app store and like a high you know apple tax basically um or google play tax it's not new and you know this isn't the first time that a company has asked for and gotten special treatment it's just yeah epic games i don't think is big enough of a company to um to to you know have enough sway to actually get what they want in this in this case but i mean look at amazon prime amazon prime video uh is on the app store and their transactions are only um are only taxed at 15 percent instead of 30 and that's because amazon is one of the biggest companies in the world yeah but now i'm hearing that you know it, it's gonna be harder to develop an uh, an app with unreal engine and release it on ios because you know epic games owns unreal engine and you know with all the all the shit that they're getting into with apple apple is like taking away their um their developer kit from from game devs or you know app developers and saying like yeah you can't use our sdk to develop apps in unreal engine for for iphones Okay, yeah, now we're getting into some fucking territory. Yeah, there's no way there's no way that that would be a publicity stunt because that's like people's livelihoods at stake. That's like real shit that's going to be sorted out for years. Oh, yeah, everyone's in the wrong. This is these are my favorite cases where where no one's right and you get to hate everyone. Yeah. You want them both to lose somehow. Like a, a third party just shows up. It's like, ha ha, I'm suing both of you. Why? Because I, I can't. It's like oh. in um, Epic Rap Battles of History where you got Isaac Newton and Bill Nye going at it. And then suddenly a new challenger approaches and it's Neil deGrasse Tyson just ripping into both of them. Yeah. Or like... Uh, Maybe that's a bad example because we love Bill Nye. We love Weird Al. Um, in the, uh, I think it was the Trump versus, it wasn't the Trump versus Hillary one. It was, I think it was Obama versus Mitt Romney when Lincoln stepped in and just tore into both of them. Yeah. That's what we need God, right we now. We should resurrect Lincoln. <laughs> that, that's, that's the only person we need right now. None of these other blokes. We need a... Get it. Talk to the lich that lives underneath the Lincoln Memorial and convince him to step back into the presidency. Well, that's bold of you to say. There's a reason why uh, Abraham Lincoln wanted to keep the entirety of the uh, of the United States together. It's because that's his black tree. If, <laughs> if the if the South succeeded, they would have broken it, and his soul would be destroyed. That just um, I know my that history. just gave me flashbacks to like. Abe Lincoln Vampire Hunter. I never watched it, but I yeah. saw commercials and I was very confused. I was aroused. 
Oh, oh, who's this tall, dark, and handsome fellow? Abraham Lincoln, vampire <laughs> hunter. That just felt like such a, a clash of genres. Like when Pride and Prejudice and Zombies came out. That was yeah, out of left field. The most amazing movie. <laughs> I love movies that do that, though. They're just so great. Like someone's sitting there, they're thinking, what would be a good movie? I know. Let's take uh, Pride and Prejudice and put zombies in it. I haven't seen Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, but my... Uh... My wild guess. I believe it is, follows the same story as in the as the book by this by the other name. I think it's just Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, but well, uh, it's the same story where it's like Romeo and Juliet with a racist guy and a not racist person. Right. No, I can only imagine that it's not a silly zombie story. This is it, it's like Walking Dead, World War Z kind of zombies, and. Like a, a movie should always be as silly as its title, I think. And Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is one of the goofiest titles I have ever heard. I actually have seen part of it. Uh, I can tell you the basic plot of it. It's uh, Pride and Prejudice, except instead of it being a wealthy plantation owner and a, uh, a uh, whatever the girl was, I forget what it was. Uh, basically, uh, they're both survivors in the zombie apocalypse, and the chick has been, like, trained from birth to hunt zombies and shit. With, like, katanas and crap. So it's stupid, and it's great. So she's an anime protagonist. Basically. Like, the, like this... It's There's a whole training montage in the beginning. It's like, this is what they're doing! And, you know, they fall in love and yada yada yada. It's Pride and Prejudice, but with zombies. So Haley really wants to watch Pride and Prejudice with me. I think I might present this as a compromise. Do it. Tell her that you got it, but then put that one in. I'm looking at the reviews right now. It has 3.9 stars on Google Play, so that's how you know what's good. Um, yeah. This top review says... Um, and it, it's one star. It says, it seems like they read the first half of the book, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, then decided to spark notes the rest. The last half of the movie is like a completely different movie. It's almost like the producer said, okay, we need a certain percentage of the book to use the basic plot lines, character names, and the title. We got that, and now we can do our own thing. As long as Darcy and Elizabeth get married at the end, people won't notice or care. End quote. Well, I noticed and care. This movie was crap. And I I feel like that person just didn't get it. It's Pride no, and Prejudice and Zombies. There's no way this wasn't going to be a shit movie. But a You're fun telling me movie. this movie wasn't going to be a, uh, a retelling of the classic story? Honestly, that, that's like when people give bad reviews for like Adam Sandler movies. It's like, what did you expect? It's like eating it's shit and, and saying it tastes bad. Why does my shit taste so bad, Alex? What did you do to it? <laughs> it's like, we know. 
we we know that Adam Sandler makes bad movies just so we can take his friends on vacation. We know. So just let us enjoy it. It's like the Dark Brotherhood from Skyrim. You just get like a, a letter randomly in the mail with a shit smeared handprint. We know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm no, looking at no. the cast right now and it has um, Lily James. She was she's the girl from yesterday and she was in uh what was it uh mama mia 2 so oh, I, so yeah so it's got actors that have been in stuff they've got people it's got um it's got matt smith he was the the one doctor who you know with the weird cheekbones and the, the chin I know who Matt Smith is. He was yeah. uh, one of the last good ones. Peter Capaldi was okay, but his his uh his like second half of his run was horrible. Who is he? Is he is he the, the like the the older one? The old guy that's angry all the time. Yeah, so I I've never seen Scottish. Doctor Who, so I know there's like the Tumblr one, the new Tumblr one, the old one, yeah. and the girl one. <laughs> And then a, the, a string uh, of like '60s Doctor Who people. Yeah. And when 60s I say '60s, I mean I mean spring. from like the beginning of time up until 2008. Dude, fucking the very first Doctor Who episode, they still had black and white TVs and shit. Yeah. I'm fairly certain the very first episode had no uh, like music or audio at all. Yeah, probably. I it probably that. had Charlie Chaplin starring in it. That show was old no, as fuck. No, it had a different old guy. It had a, it had a different old guy, but he's like long dead. Like he has a fucking tomb. That's how old and dead he is. Yeah. Didn't Doctor Who start out as like a children's educational show? Kinda. Wasn't the it? Idea. Well, what was it, Jared? You were saying? I'm eating a sandwich. It's um. It was a sci-fi show that would teach kids like lessons about science and shit along the way. That seems but pretty then they cool. Started getting into, like, they started getting into like deeper storylines and shit and the writers started to get more creative and it just kind of devolved into what it is now, which is also not too bad. It's just nowadays on Doctor Who, it's like the Star Wars uh, issue where there's no real good creative ideas for what an alien should be. So they just like throw shit at a wall until something comes out like those weird giant like face slugs from the new Star Wars movie. There's been like a hundred episodes now where that's basically what they're dealing with. Or it's just something from the 60s brought back. Hmm. Uh, in some cases, it's all right, but like no one gives a shit about the Daleks anymore. Yeah. Well, They're I mean, any any show villain, that goes like, on for that long is going to have a lot of changes or or, or else it just won't stay that, fresh or relevant. Yeah. And like, I understand that they're supposed to be like the main villains like, oh, yeah, you can't have Batman without the Joker. But when the um, the Dalek Empire has been destroyed like 50 times over the course of the entire show, uh, at some point, they're probably going to have to stay dead. I don't know how yeah, many times so. you can go on a genocidal rampage before, like, they're just dead. Well, it's like there's a uh, they're gonna find that number. There's an entire uh, episode, the two-parter episode. It's called like uh, 
uh, Missing Earth or some shit. It was one of the, uh, it was during uh, David Tennant's last run. That's uh, Tenth Doctor. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, the last time Donna was his companion. And they had like everyone from the previous seasons come together and shit. It's like, oh, we're going to fight the Daleks and shit. And uh, at the end of it, they have uh, this this part where uh, the doctor basically winds up uh, just exterminating all of them, just fucking genociding the entire species. And it's supposed to be like this, like this powerful moment because it's like, oh my god, he just he just d- broke his one rule and wound up like murdering every single one of them. And so like this, like oh, intense scene and shit. And then like immediately after they got a new actor, they brought them back. <laughs> Yeah, that happens. It's in the dumbest way too. They had this uh, this whole plot line where Winston Churchill had accidentally uh, employed a guy who was a cyborg who was not real, but was made by the Daleks to think he was a, a scientist during World War II who invented Daleks, and they were these things he called Iron Sights. But they were, you know, they're the genocide aliens. And uh, it's right. revealed that what they've been doing is stealing World War II technology so they can rebuild the Daleks. And when they, uh, when they like, rebuild them and shit, they have this thing where, like, this door opens and, like, the new models come in and it's just the Power Rangers. But if they were salt shakers, <laughs> it's I have one right here. It's a uh, it's a cool little toy I got a long time ago for my uh, grandma. But uh, I have the Red Ranger Dalek. <laughs> but it's, it's just so funky because on oh, actually let me find something because I, I think i do have the old design also give me a second i'm back yeah i'll send some pictures of them though all right you cool. can hear me still yeah yeah i can hear you but uh, i'm going to show you two designs for them the first one is the 60s dalek which is basically what they've all looked like the only difference is the the lights on the side of the head change slightly. Like they go from uh, little light bulbs to like thimble lights. Yeah. But this is this is the original, like the normal design. Okay, hold on, that's a bad picture. Let me send a better one. Oh, I don't have to like hold the camera at such a weird angle. There we go. That's what they look like. And then. Okay, that's cool. This is the the fucking Power Ranger one. Like, there's still similar design and shit, but, like, they came out, and when they rolled out, they were like, this is what the Daleks are going to look like now. So they uh, they thought, okay, we should have one of every, like, type they're going to have. Like, there's the the leader one, and then there's, like, the, the strategist and the engineer and shit. So what they had is they had five of them, and they each were color-coded and shit. There is a, a black one, a red one, a yellow one, a white one, and a blue one. The fucking Power Rangers. Yeah, that sounds like the Power Rangers. So I'm I'm looking just, at the Stalic, and as someone who has not really watched Doctor Who beyond like a couple episodes, um, can you explain to me why this is threatening? The first versions are threatening because they're designed like tanks. They uh Is this what I'm looking at right now, the the first version? The gold one? Yeah. Yep. 
They're, um, uh, yeah, I guess that kind of looks like a tank. Yeah, but uh, the way they're designed is that there's a like squid alien guy inside of it, and okay. it's uh, it's it's basically just a uh, a small tank that can go into hallways and shit. But they have like insta kill death rays and shit. Okay. And the plunger arm is like a it's a weird thing, but it lets them hack doors and shit like that. But the threatening part isn't the appearance; it's just what they do. And yeah. they just wipe everything out. Yeah, like, it just kind of looks like episodes, a generic R2-D2. Yeah. Like, uh, there's episodes where people are, like, making fun of them, and they just, like, wipe out an entire planet's population. Just one of them. Really? There's, because like, they're, they're it kind of looks like... Shit. It kind of looks like you can just tip them over. Oh, yeah, and that was a thing that you could do. But then they, uh... I think... What was it? Not David Tennant. It was, uh... It was the ninth Doctor. What's his name? I have no idea because I don't watch um, the show. He basically he was the Doctor that wore a leather jacket and uh, had greased back hair. He was the cool Doctor, but uh, on his run, uh, they reintroduced the Daleks with the new design, which is the gold one, but the heads changed a little bit to reflect like a more modern idea for it. Which is just they changed the light bulbs and they added a bit more to the face part. Right. But, uh, the new design had uh, the ability to fly and like a force field and shit. So they just made them more, you know. Oh, now we can't beat them with stairs. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like you could give them like. I don't know, a more formidable looking body, like like a Terminator, like a Terminator would be oh, more yeah. threatening than these. Yeah, no, they, they actually have uh, another. Uh, cyborg race that are like the antithesis of the Daleks. They're uh, Cybermen. Yeah. Because their whole thing is they're trying to make more Cybermen and like replace the universe with them when the Daleks just want to kill everything. Yeah, I, I've seen the Cybermen a little bit. I've watched like a couple episodes of like the Tenant era. Yeah. The Cybermen had a recent change to them where they now look like Iron Man. Well, now I got to look this up. <laughs> the uh the biggest uh example is i think the cyber commander is what they're called it's the guy with the black face and you can see his brain but he's got like a fucking arc reactor oh yeah i'm, so I'm looking stupid. at it right now yeah the, the whole <laughs> light in the center of the chest thing that's like a total iron man ripoff but yeah, I, yeah. i'm looking at him right now and like the the sixties looking Cybermen, I'm I'm just looking at various Those pictures. Those are hilarious they look, to look at because this they they look so goofy. But like if you robot. saw one like in your room in the middle of the night, you'd freak out. The original design of the Cybermen. I don't know if you see it, but it's just a guy with a baraclava and a tin hat. Yeah, I think I saw that somewhere. Like they have gray ski masks and like a lantern on top oh, of their head, and they have a whole yeah, fucking like it. arcade looking strap to their chest. Yeah, I'm looking at it right bird. now. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, you've seen the show Beautiful. Community, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, I have. That's a Dan Harmon show. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that reminds me of? The the uh, classic what? Cybermen, uh, the uh, the human being mascot from Greendale. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it looks like the human being mascot with like an air conditioner strapped to his chest. It's beautiful. 
Yeah, no, I fucking... But that's the thing, though. Like, the only things they ever bring up now in the newer Doctor Who's, especially fucking Capaldi's arc, because, like, they had a really cool idea for a new villain, like a, like a, like, eldritch horror thing. Like, it's not scientifically explainable. It's, like, some weird Cosmo shit, like, cosmic horror shit. And you want to know what that guy did? What this, like, horrifying, like, Cthulhu monster does? Uh, something stupid, I'm guessing. Yeah, he makes it, he makes puddles. <laughs> he wants to drown a single town. The doctor defeats him by arguing with him. Well, that's it's how I beat Fallout episode. 3. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's such bullshit, though, because it's like, here's a new thing, and he's gone. <laughs> and it's gone. It's like, hey, you want to see the Zygons again? Those guys are also great because they never changed the design. They still look like how they did in the 60s. And that's, think of a squid tentacle. Now make it red and put a face in the middle of it. <laughs> They're shapeshifters, but they have the most ridiculous appearance. And I love it. They also brought back uh, the Ice Warriors, who were a lizard species that wore power armor. Uh... They decided to show what they look like underneath the armor, which was cool, but it's like, ah. Who, who really cares? No, None of the people who are watching Doctor Who now have ever seen the Ice Warriors before, because that was in the fucking, like, not even 80s. I think that was in the 70s. That was when uh, the Doctor had a hat. And that's another thing. You gotta, that's how we had to figure shit out. Like, this just all these just stupid shit like i'm getting sick of all the the weeping angels crap too because it's like is the that first the time one, was cool. is that the, like the statue that kills you yeah the statue that moves if you blink they had so much shit for that and it's like stupid now it's no longer a scary idea it's just oh there's they're here again so how do Why? you beat them uh is it like the power of love or something no, there was a way that you could beat them, though. Uh, i trying to remember. I know that you can't destroy them because if you inhale the dust made from them, it, it like you become one. And they do this stupid thing. It's like the image of an angel is an angel, so like they can jump into your eyes or some shit. It was stupid. That episode was stupid. Yeah, that I sounds like something you write when just, you run out of ideas. I think the way you beat them is you just nuke them from orbit or starve them, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, that, that's how I would do it. Oh, no, now I remember how you beat them. Uh, you wait for a, a wound in time to appear, and it just sucks them all away because Deus Ex Machina. You wait for a what? A wound in time a to appear. A wound in time. Yep. There is a, a whole thing during Matt Smith's arc where uh, cracks in time kept appearing and like absorbing people and shit. And then it just turns out to not be that big of a deal. Apparently it was like the, uh, the Time Lords were like doing shit or something. They didn't really explain it, but it stopped immediately after Matt Smith was killed. Really? Yeah, that, that's another thing that you write when you run out of ideas. They had a they had an episode where the doctor saves Christmas, 
The Planet Christmas. The Planet Christmas. Okay. So that's that's what we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And he lives and it's like a planet where like a thousand like like sixty years pass every year or some shit like that. Like time's really fucked up there. And what happens is like he sends his companion to go live somewhere else to be safe while he's like trying to help these people out because shit's going down. And he's about to die, and he's like, he's fighting people. I forget what he's fighting. I think it was fucking Daleks again. Probably. That's usually how they do it. But then there's a crack in the sky, and then all the time energy comes, and they resurrect the doctor because he's like, there's a whole monotonous thing. It's like, this is his 13th regeneration. He'll die. And it's like, oh, just give him more energy. They're like, no. And she's like, please. And they're like, Okay, we're doing it. And then they, like, bring him back. So now he's apparently just fully immortal, which was something that he already was, but they retconned that because fuck you. Really? Yeah, I, I've heard, mm-hmm. like, I have, like, surface-level knowledge of Doctor Who, so can you explain to me how the regeneration works? So originally, regeneration, because the Doctor is a godlike being called a Time Lord, is that all Time Lords, which is his species can regenerate into, like, another version of themselves and stuff. And it was, it used to be that they were all, like, you know, like, starting out, it's just, you turn into a younger version of yourself or something like that, and then it's like, no, 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 it's like, you turn into a different version of yourself. And then now it's like, you turn into, like, just someone else. Because, like, even your personality changes. And then... And now it's just, you can just change into anything. You could just be a person or an alien or, you know, just but change they all happen to be now, humans, right? Most of the time, yes. But apparently you can be an alien. That's just something they say. It's like, oh, you can be an alien too, but we're never going to do that. And it's just weird because it's like, also apparently you have a, they have a finite number of them too. You, can, you only can regenerate 12 times, except for the doctor they can regenerate infinitely because, you know, the time uh, crack and all the people just poured their regeneration into them. It's stupid. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of seems like Doctor Who has jumped the shark like 10 times. Yeah. No, the. Uh, oh, no. The thing We've jumped like the David shark Tennant for the 13th and... time. We'll die. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> no, it's like. The, the David Tennant to Matt Smith ones when they did the whole, like, your personality kind of changes, because then, like, Matt Smith is, like, kind of David tennant but more, like, I guess I guess more high-energy Tumblr kind of feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes David sense. David Tennant feels more like Twitter, where Matt Smith's more like Tumblr. And then Peter Capaldi is Facebook. And then the new one's just BuzzFeed, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't really watch the new one because I stopped after halfway through Capaldi. The last episode I really watched of it was when they killed off the Davros, who's the guy that made the Daleks for the fourth time now. Except this time it's for real because he died of old age and he's like really sad about dying and he's a good guy now, so he's dead now. Because that's how it works. If the bad guy becomes a good guy before he dies, he'll die for real when he dies. Only the good die old. In Doctor, yeah, basically. I love that whole uh, thing, though, because it's like Peter Capaldi's talking to him. He's like, so why did you call me here? You're dying? He's like, yep, I'm dying. 
I just wanted to spend my life with my only real friend. And he's like, you killed thousands of children. You're a war criminal. It's like, yep, but I'm dying. So you have to be sad about it. Yeah, that's, that's, that's my episode. favorite thing. That's my favorite thing in <laughs> in sci-fi when like like the 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 redeemable warlord. Mm-hmm. Except he's just not redeemable at all. Like his whole thing was he wanted to preserve his race, and he did so in the most horrific way possible. And it was like, you know, you could you didn't have to do that. Yeah, people don't need to go off and like kill everyone. And he's like, nah, that's what we're gonna do. That's what that's what we do. Right. And at the end of it, it's like, oh, you know, I'm a good guy now. I regret my decisions in life. Yeah, that's just like in Star Wars <laughs> when like Darth Vader or Kylo Ren would would just be like, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Uh, my bad. First of all, um, I would like to announce that I am good now. <laughs> I would like to announce that I have forgiven myself for my crimes against the galaxy. You're welcome. You see, at least with Darth Vader, though, like he doesn't care about all the evil shit he did. He just wants to save his kid. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm really interested in like the um, the the split personality kind of aspect of Darth Vader. Because, like, people have written, like, their psychology thesis on this before about how, like, um, Darth Vader as a character is, like, a perfect uh, perfect example of, I think it was, like, borderline personality disorder. Basically, basically where you're fucking crazy and you can be a different person at times. Oh, yeah. Nah, I I know exactly uh, what you're talking about. It's like... It makes sense too. Yeah, I played. Um, I just I played Vader Immortal recently on my uh, on my Oculus Quest, and yeah, in that game you get a little bit of like, you know, behind the scenes on Darth Vader. Obviously, it's a Darth Vader centric game, and oh yeah, yeah. I, um, I can just walk you through like the plot of it. It's so it's divided into three episodes. And the first one, um, it opens and you're like, um, like a spice freighter, like smuggler, basically like, uh, a, a generic console type. And you and mm-hmm. your droid companion get like intercepted by the empire. And, um, they basically take over your ship and they bring you down to Mustafar. And that's. Where Vader's oh, castle you go to is. Vader's castle? Yeah, you oh, go to Vader's yeah. castle. And like at first your droid companion is um who's played by Maya Rudolph, her name, the droid's name is it's like Z-O-3-Y or something. Um Question. her what name is, is Zoe. What is Zoe? Is she like C3PO? Is she an R2D2? Uh, she's kind of like a floating C-3PO, but like not as stuck up. It, it's um, just, it's just so, Maya Rudolph as a droid. Okay. So they, I'm upset. they bring you down to Mustafar and Zoe is like, what the fuck is even here? Like, this is like a mining planet. Why would they bring us here? And then you, 
you're, you're like going Just across the, the landscape the space. <laughs> and over the horizon, you see you're approaching this giant foreboding castle and they bring you in and you're, you're in the hangar. They like knock you out. And I thought they like killed off Zoe. Cause like they, they like shoot, they shoot her. Right, the stormtroopers shoot Zoe, and then they stun uh, you. You saw the last Star Wars movie. They don't kill the droids. They just can't die. No, like each episode, it seems like Zoe dies. (laughs) She's the Kenny of the Star Wars universe. (laughs) So they stun you, and you wake up. You're in an Imperial, like, holding cell, I guess. And... There's like the 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 interrogation set up, you know, like in a new hope where they have like or I guess it's more like in um the Empire Strikes Back. I had to think of the name for a second. Yeah. It's like what they use to like get information out of Han Solo. And they have like the interrogation droid, you know, with like the truth serum needle. And there's this Imperial officer who's like, who's got like a cyborg phantom of the opera kind of thing going on. And beautiful. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm evil. And I am a force to be reckoned with. And I am going to leave you in here. And Darth Vader is coming and don't, don't piss him off. And then he leaves and And you see him off. And you see uh, Zoe in one cell and this like alien looking dude in another cell. Kind of like like sub cells, like a cell off of your cell. I I don't know. So this guy, this alien guy is like, um, I guess he's a Mustafar native. And he got locked up and he he's like. Look, I can help you get out of here. Um, I will guide you to um, our priestess and she'll like help you bust out of here. So you, your droid and this guy, I forget his name, this alien dude, you guys escape. Um, But but, you don't actually escape. But that's actually... um, not before you see Darth Vader coming in after the uh, Imperial guy leaves, Darth Vader comes into the cell and he's like, here, open this box. And it's like, um, it's not a holocron, but it's like a holocron. You know, you, you push a oh, button. It's a Sith holocron. No, it's not a, it's not a holocron. It's, it's just a mystery box thing. Um, <laughs> That's where it is. It's EA's new microtransaction system. Yeah. So you comes out, you get a common skin. Darth Vader hands you this box. You push the button and it like opens. And he's like, we found him. We found the one. And apparently you're only you're only able to open it because you have like a certain bloodline. And then are you also Palpatine's granddaughter? (laughs) Everyone is related. Everyone is a Skywalker. Everyone's either a Skywalker or a Palpatine. Or this both. This universe is getting pretty fucked up. Yoda was actually a Palpatine all along. <laughs> I, wish th- if, I wish they would have gone the with Darth Jar Jar. Right, 
I, I wish that uh, they would have done like something even more outrageous. Like Ray is like General Grievous's daughter or some stupid shit like Ray that. Ray is General Grievous. Ray is General Grievous. <laughs> they should have brought General Grievous back just for no reason. <laughs> like, they might ah, as well I've been have. behind this. It's like, why, why were you behind it? Because I'm the most marketable character. Kids love me. <laughs> I look like a fucking biotical. <laughs> I got. I've been looking though. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. I wanted to talk about uh, that Star Wars movie that doesn't exist. That would have been awesome. The uh, the not final version of Star Wars Episode oh, Seven. Oh yeah. Um, is it a different version of Episode Seven or um, Nine? Because I uh, Episode Nine. I'm sorry. Yeah, because I've heard a, a lot about the original version of it. Oh, it was going to be so fucking great. They had yeah. uh, this whole thing where they're going to go to Coruscant. And that was most of the movie's going to take place. It was, you know, a planet that we don't see anymore yeah. in the newer shit. Well, we can get they to were that. We're going to go and do that shit. Yeah, we'll get to that. You can, you, uh, we'll, I'll talk about that on the podcast. Well, the, the, we're, we're doing the podcast. Right now? Yeah. Oh, I thought, okay, never mind. I, we just didn't uh, welcome people. I don't think. Oh no! I I have started pre-recording those, or like you know, separately recording those. Oh. No, this has well, just we'll been a forty-five thing. minute cold open. I thought I thought we just haven't been recording yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no problem. You've been doing you've been doing great. Quick, cut out the You're part where I said all of the people who watch this pod, but this podcast are horrible. <laughs> so anyway, back to Vader Immortal. Um, yeah. I'll just I'll just kind of skim through the rest of it, basically, because uh, I barely remember it. So after oh, worries, after Darth Vader is like, he's the one we found him. That's when you, your droid, and this alien guy bust out of the cell. And then some shit happens. Um, shoot, um, getting past stormtroopers and whatnot. Then you come across Vader's dojo, which, by the way, is like a separate, <laughs> separate game mode. That's a separate game mode, like um, that you, that you can just go through and like level up, and it's pretty fun. But anyway, what is it actually called, Vader's dojo? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it's like where he trains and stuff. And anyway, I just, I just didn't think it was actually called a dojo. <laughs> I guess the force is a type of karate now. All right, let's just call it Vader's uh, playroom. So you go Vader's into playhouse. You go into Vader's playroom, and <laughs> among the whips and chains, you find. <laughs> <laughs> There's um there's like a pedestal in the middle of the room with the lightsaber on it. And that was a uh, lightsaber. So you pick up the lightsaber, uh, cause why wouldn't you? And then I mean, you some know, like wants to be a Jedi. Right. And some combat training droids pop up and they like start attacking you. And then like when they get a hit in, it's like no, 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 you got to work on your form. So when I come at you swinging like this, you have to hold up your lightsaber horizontally. And like this threatening situation just turns into like 
just getting just, chastised. Just, uh, just sparring. Like, nah, nah, you're doing it wrong. See? Uh, where do they get these people? <laughs> so, for a little bit uh, after that, you get a lightsaber, which is pretty cool. I, I That was really great for me, because up to that point, um, <clears throat> it was kind of a scary game in the sense that, like, you didn't really have any power or agency. So now that you oh, get yeah. now that you get a lightsaber, it's like, OK, I can actually do stuff now. I was worried that it was going to be like just a bunch of shit happening around me, like happening to me that I can't control. But then it turned out to be really fun once you get the lightsaber. So oh, then yeah. you do a little bit more fighting around. You're basically trying to get underground into the into the mines that's where this alien guy's like species is like hiding out. And then that's where you end up finding the priestess. But anyway. Hey. Yeah. Anyway, at one point um, you're like on an elevator and you realize like, oh shit, this is like out in like the hangar. And then stormtroopers start shooting at you and the guy's like, I'll buy us some time. And he pulls a Yinsen and he like grabs a blaster and he like starts going out and he get he ends up getting captured, I think. But before he goes, uh, he out, doesn't immediately get like serrated by the laser beams. Right. It just it, it's, kind of, <laughs> it's kind of ambiguous what happens to him. But before he goes out, you don't fight him again. He's just gone. Well, in that moment, it's ambiguous what happens to him. Oh, okay. So you find him again later. Yeah. Now, before like they just never go back for him. (laughs) Before that, um, I think we got off that planet. Hey, wait a second. (laughs) Before that, he gives you he gives you his like amulet thing. Um, it's basically like to show his people that like, Hey, we're with him, even though he's like not with us right now. Cause he may or may not be dead. So yeah, yeah, then, um, trying to remember the sequence of events. I think that's when you go down into the mines and you go into like their stronghold and you meet up with the, uh, the priestess and, um, at one point you're so like on the way in to, um, this underground, like layer, I guess you encounter sentinels and they're like, Hey, we got to guard this place and you guys are outsiders. So like, uh square the fuck up and so you have to like um you basically have to duel them yeah you have to square the fuck up you got to duel them and then you encounter the priestess and she's like all right i'm gonna guide you and you're gonna help us get the um i think it's like the bright star or something it's basically like an artifact that their people had um do how much do you know about mustafar lore uh, a little bit. So I was never interested in Mustafar, though. Yeah, um, I mean it, it's an interesting story. Uh, you you find out in the game that there was like a a couple 
of like humanoid people, whatever that like settled on the planet. Um, and they like made friends with the natives and they were like, here's our artifact. And then there's a war that happens and the guy gets killed and the, his wife like tries to use the artifact to like bring him back to life, but it ends up fucking everything up. So then Mustafar goes, it, it, it was this like lush green planet and then it becomes the hellscape that we know it as today. We know and love. Right. And so what your goal is, um, according to the priestess, is to find this artifact and use it to basically return you're trying to break the artifact and release Mustafar's like spirit energy or whatever. And then that restores like the life. And then, so a little bit later on Darth Vader encounters you again and he's like, Hey bud, you're on my team now and we're going to, um, we're going to get this bright star and we're going to use it to bring back Padme. Well, he doesn't say bring back Padme, but you see, when you're like sneaking around, he is with this like spirit guy who's like a Mustafar native kind of. And he's like, right. yeah, you can use the bright star to like bring Padme back to life. And you see him like trying to like, you basically see flashbacks and he's talking to this like salt crystal looking thing. This salt crystal. Yeah, you know those those like Himalayan lamps that Joe Rogan likes. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> so you see that Darth Vader when you're crystal sneaking around, doctor. and then later around later on, Darth Vader finds you again, and he's like, "Hey, you're gonna find this thing for me. You're gonna guide me through this temple. Only you can go through because you got like the bloodline and shit." And now you're going to get the blood. You're basically going to get me in here. I'm going to take the bright star and I'm going to use it. And there's nothing you can do about it. So that happens. And at one point you lose your lightsaber because you get surrounded by sentinels and you and Darth Vader are fighting them off. By the way, it looks so cool. Basically seeing Darth Vader in person, kind of because it's VR, like fighting off these sentinels. It looks so cool. But anyway, you get overwhelmed and Darth Vader comes. He takes your lightsaber, dual wielding, just fucking them up. And then he never gives you your lightsaber back. So you're just kind of lightsaberless for a little bit. But it's OK. Um, and by that point, it's like the end of episode two, episode three. I think that's the end of episode one. Doesn't matter. Next, you go into another room in this temple and you have to use the force to basically like, I guess, solve a puzzle it's not really a puzzle but it's like use the force to move this rock over here you know and you find out that you have like latent force ability so every, you know what this is just every time they make a new star wars game it just reveals that there's someone else with the force that the empire just doesn't care about yeah. It's like, oh yeah, remember that time there was this guy who knew how to use the force and did stuff? Let's focus on this farm boy and the old hermit, though. <laughs> also, imagine being like a member of the Rebel Alliance and then figuring out that there's more force-sensitive people. Like, where the fuck were these guys when, you know, Vader murdered all of my friends? 
What, you tell me you have the same space magic as the Dark Lord of the Sith? Yeah. Where were you? No, uh, the, the more you, um, the more you play like the more. these, these, uh, these games like Jedi Fallen Order or Vader Immortal, the more you play these games or like, um, just well, absorb just Star Wars media. How much these guys are assholes. The, the more I you realize, the more you realize how much The Last Jedi is a lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the last, the Jedi, last Jedi besides like these 50 other people that also are trained Jedi. So I, I can I can forgive baby Yoda because, you know, he's just a baby. What the fuck, everyone else? <laughs> exactly. So it's like Star Killer is technically retcon, but I'm pretty sure someone mentioned him in one of the newer movies. Probably. So anyway, back to the game. So you spend the first yeah. bit learning how to use the lightsaber. Now at this point you're learning how to use the force. And so I mean you force choke Zoe, and then that's how that episode <laughs> ends. <laughs> So you're with oh, no. Darth Vader for a little bit and then you get separated from him and then you're reunited with like the the native people. I really wish I remembered their names, but Mustafarian. Anyway. So the priestess and the spirit guy that Darth Vader was talking to have this thing in common where they're like they have this like vague space Asthma. magic where they can just like teleport wherever wherever the story needs them. So then after a little bit, you um, you get separated from Darth Vader and you find your friends again. Um, and then you're reunited with the priestess and she's like, hey, go to the tomb of the guy, um, you know, from the story, you know, the guy that like got killed. And Bye. you're going to go to that tomb and by the way, turns out your special bloodline, you're like their son. You're the son of the guy what? that got killed and the lady that tried to save him. So that's why you're able to get through this tomb. It's like their tomb, you know. So you have to guy. go. You have to go to where this guy is buried. Visiting your dead parents. Right. And it turns out the spirit that Darth Vader was talking to is... um he is the guy that got killed. He's that guy's ghost. Um, I don't quite remember why he was like in cahoots with Darth Vader. I think it was just so he could get someone down there to free his soul. You know, <laughs> so you have to um, you have to go to his tomb. And once you do, you get his lightsaber and then that lets you control the sentinels. So at this point, you know how to use the force and you know how to use a lightsaber. You got both. It's pretty much, you know, just running through slashing up some bad guys at that point. So yeah, yeah, you have the, the sentinel army. Game. Yeah. You have the sentinel army. You got the force, you got your lightsaber. So you got to go back up to the main level of the castle and you have to, um, cause at, at this point, uh, Darth Vader has taken the bright star and you have to get it back from him. So he is doing this like ritual thing to try to bring back Padme and it's like fucking everything up. It's stealing everyone's life force. 
So you got to like stop him from doing that. And like, hey, Vader, stop it. Yeah. So you got to duel him for a bit and then you end up destroying the bright star. It looks like you're about to get brutalized by Darth Vader. But then this like the the spirit, the spirit of the guy like freezes time and he's like, hey, I got you. And so you get like taken to safety, I guess. And he's like, um, now that you've given me the beat boy and freed my soul, uh, I'm going to get lost in some rock and roll. And then he like goes to heaven or whatever. <laughs> like the little rock you did. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And so this life energy is released and Mustafar is like slowly going to co- go back to how it was. It's a slow process. It takes years, by the way. But I hope it never goes back. I want someone <laughs> else to go and do the crystal thing again and just destroy the whole planet. It's like whoops a doodles. So <laughs> thought I could bring back my pet <laughs> parakeet. Yeah, so at the end of the game, the very end, it's like um, you you have the the lightsaber, and at that point, it's like toast because you had to use it to like um, break the the bright star thing. And it's like, hey, that thing matches with another artifact that we have on the ship, and then it brings up this map and it's like wow look we're gonna have so many more adventures and then that's the end of the game every location's another lightsaber your character's revealed to be general grievous (laughs) you're you're revealed to to my collection one more famous relative for each game pretty soon it's just the entire star wars battlefront 2 roster (laughs) Well, no, I did not do the game justice at all explaining it. Um, if you have a quest, any hypothetical listeners, if you have a quest, um, download Vader Immortal. It's only $10 for each episode, $30 total. I'd say it's worth it. Um, and even after you beat the game in episode three, you get each episode you have access to Vader's dojo. But in episode one, I think you only get a lightsaber. Episode two, you get the force. Episode three, it all comes together and you can dual wield and stuff and you can like throw the lightsaber like a like a boomerang kind of. It's so cool. But yeah. yeah, it's kind of like a like a wave thing. Like you get a, a wave of bad guys coming at you. You got to, you know, take them out. There's like the the dual um, droids, like the, the the dual practice ones. And there's the. The ones that the little ball ones that shoot the laser and then just stormtroopers. Um, what you get depends on like what kind of wave you're on. And there's a mode called um, unleashed mode, which happens with some waves where you can like build up enough rage and then shoot lightning. And it's so cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. I'll say I just want a fucking like Star Wars prequel game, and it's just General Grievous. Like you ever <laughs> see the, uh, uh, you know, actually this is my topic. I want to talk about this: the fucking nerfing of General Grievous. Like, have you ever seen like in between Episode Two and Three, they had a uh, the guy that did Samurai Jack. They had to make a Star Wars cartoon. Yeah. Like that cartoon was so fucking awesome. 
Like they had a, they they like throughout it. There's like all these like different characters they introduced, like Dirge and Ventress and all this other shit. Like all the guys you remember from like uh, the extended universe shit. Like that was where they came from. Like all these like head honcho bad guys that you never see again. Yeah. And one of them that was introduced was General Grievous. And in that show, he is such a fucking badass. Like, there is a part where he takes on, like, five people and kills them all. Like, like Jedi Masters and shit. Oh, yeah. And there's, like, a, there's a whole training montage he has about showing Dooku, like, teaching him how to fucking kill Jedi and shit. It's like, oh, yeah, a Jedi, they'll fucking kill you if they get a chance to, like, crush you or whatever. They have the mind tricks and magic. So what you want to do is just go fast and go hard. And just like use intimidation and be very unorthodox. And there's like a part where he's like, he grabs a lightsaber with his foot and stabs a guy with it and shit. <laughs> yeah, and I've, like, I've seen a bit the, on that, on General Grievous in that show. Fucking, he's a fucking monster in that show, and I love it. His voice act, his voice acting is a bit eh because they just have like a just like a generic bad guy voice. And it just yeah. doesn't fit. Like his voice he has nowadays. Like, you know, General Grievous for having that weird cough asthma voice. Because, you know, every bad guy in Star Wars has a horrible lung condition. Well, isn't the reason the for that? The, the reason that he has that cough it, is because Mace Windu, like, crushes. Yeah, it happens in the show. He, he like, crushes Mace, it also his breathing or whatever. That's another thing. That show also implies that Mace Windu is the only Jedi that knows no fear. Because he's the only one that's composed enough to crush General Grievous like a fucking bug. Yeah, didn't he, he like, like invent his, his own lightsaber form? Yes, General Grievous has his own lightsaber form. No, I mean form, Mace Windu. Oh yeah, Mace Windu did. He also dabbles on the dark side, so yeah. like, you know, that's why he crushed his lung cavity. And he he's played by Sam Jackson, so like, you know he's a badass. Yeah. I heard there is truth to the rumor that his lightsaber said bad motherfucker on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah, I, I heard it either said bad motherfucker or it just said BMF, but either way, something BMF, like, like that. on the very bottom of the... Yeah, I mean, if Sam Jackson was on your movie, you would do that for him. Like, if he asked me, if I had Samuel Jackson or, like, Keith David on set for something and they asked me to do something for them, I would totally do it. Those two are my fucking... Like, all-time favorite, like, voice actors, actors, whatever you want to call them. Like, Keith David's voice is just such a fucking great voice. You ever yeah. see the old HBO Spawn? Uh, no. Uh, he, uh, he plays Spawn, and, like, he is the only person, I feel like, that can actually play Spawn. Because, like, his voice just fits so well for that character. Just such a, mm, yeah. an iconic voice. But uh, no, back to the Star Wars thing, though, like in that show, in that prequel series, he's this badass and shit. And he only becomes lame because Mace Windu literally gives him lung cancer. And then you get the new series they made, the, the canon shit, you know, with Ahsoka and all that crap. Yeah, the Clone and Wars. It's like General Grievous loses to fucking Gungans. <laughs> he gets his ass kicked by a bunch of like really the, 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 the shittiest race in the entire galaxy, even fucking... Even the Empire getting wiped up by Ewoks wasn't a bigger disgrace. Fucking, they imprisoned General Grievous and he has to be ransomed off to Count Dooku. That's literally how the episode <laughs> went. It was bullshit. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
So like they try, they keep trying to make him seem more cool and badass and shit. And like, this is the part that makes me so mad. There's an episode. It's one of my favorite things because it uh, explores more like of the mysticism in the Star Wars universe, like with the Night Sisters and shit. Yeah. And what happens is uh, the Night Sisters, along with Ventress, are trying to assassinate Dooku by like doing some voodoo shit on him. And so Dooku sends General Grievous to wipe them out. And there is a fight in the beginning where uh, Ventress challenges Grievous to an actual duel and they actually like fight it out and shit. But Grievous loses, but, you know, he's a bad guy, so he tells the people to kill them all anyways. Uh, the reason why that's bullshit is because there's, like, an entire pile of, like, Star Wars fucking Clone Wars shit, like comics and the old show, that show that General Grievous absolutely wrecked her ship every time they fought. It's bullshit. Like, I have a—I don't know if I have the book with me anymore, but I had this uh, Star Wars comic book. And, like, the very—it's, like, a bunch of, like, stories in it. And the very first one— uh, was General Grievous has to fight Dirge and Ventress, and he just systematically wipes them out. He just, like, mops the floor with their asses in, like, seconds. Yeah. I, like, I mean, nah, nah, nah. I mean, what are you supposed to do with a character that powerful? Apparently have him lose to fucking fish people. I hate it so much. It's like Grievous in the new Clone Wars is nothing compared to the old one. Like, I love General Grievous. He's one of my favorite bad guys. But he's just... He's like a Power Rangers villain. He's just so incompetent in the new shit. He loses to everything. Like, the one time he, like, wins, he always like, ah, they put a bomb on the ship. We have to leave. And he's like, god damn it. Why do they keep outsmarting me with the same maneuver? <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi is truly a tactical genius. I just hate it. Yeah, like, I just had a okay. when you when you mentioned Grievous, um, I had like a flashback to when I was at Disney World. I, I must have been like Did nine you mean or General ten. Grievous may like accidentally fall over when he went to shake your hand. No, no. What happened was I was in line at the their like Star Wars section, and the attraction that I was at was like. Jedi Academy, dual Darth Vader, and get a Jedi Academy diploma. You know, cute little kid shit. It was nice. It was it was real yeah. fun. And when I was waiting in line, um, I was like talking to this other kid around my age, and I don't know how, it, how how it came up, but like he was talking about Grievous, but he was yes. pronouncing it grievous, oh, like I pronouncing the I. And I was like, no, no, it, it's grievous. He's like, um, actually, it's grievous because there's an eye in it. And I was like, no, as someone who's seen the movies, I know that it's pronounced grievous. grievous. And he was like, like, and then he pulled out. Like, Hello there, General Grievous. He pulled out his novelization of Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. And he was like, grievous. And I was like. No. It's like, I, even fucking Tarkovsky even says the guy that made the character is like, ah, oh, his name is General Grievous. Like, they actually have him say, it's General Grievous, run! But it's not even a debate. This kid was just yeah. saying it wrong. <laughs> and I'm still Grievous. not at peace over it. <laughs> I don't blame you. If, I, if that happened with me, I'd like find this kid and just 
I would, I would fucking, I would make a a fucking knife in the shape of General Grievous's stupid fucking like side ear thing and just stab him with it. Like, what's that? Is it, are you feeling a grievous knife in you? Did you feel like you made a grievous mistake? I don't even know what the word means. I'm just gonna kill you. I mean, it's extreme, but you know, it is desperate extreme, times, desperate measures. <laughs> Such a fucking grievous. Oh my god. My favorite character is Captain Pahasma. <laughs> I wish they did more with her, you know, like give her a name I could pronounce. <laughs> I just want to know where that kid is now. My favorite Star Wars uh, character from the original trilogy was Laia. <laughs> Are you are you familiar with Lucky Sky Lucky Skywalker? I was gonna call him Lucky Lucky Skywalker. Lucky Sky, yes, Lucky Skywalker. <laughs> it's like a Sonic character. <laughs> you can't really do anything with Ray. Her name is too just generic. Re re. <laughs> so do you want to get into um the? Star Wars um, yes, I episode talk nine about thing. The Star Wars that we deserve. God damn it! I was watching uh fucking Mr. Sunday movies. Go check them out. Great channel. Yeah, I was just but watching them before the show. I was watching his breakdown Hell of yeah. um, Fandom. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. I saw his uh, Easter egg videos for the Batman thing. But uh, now back to the Star Wars thing though. Like he was talking about uh, the old script that they released and shit. And it's such a fucking better story. Like, Palpatine isn't resurrected. And, like, the story mostly follows, like, Kylo Ren trying to find more Sith artifacts and shit. And they build up all of the last, like, First Order characters, like him and uh, uh, Hux. And I think they added a couple more. Like, they also kill off the Knights of Ren, like, very easily. Those guys have, like, no involvement in either story, which is kind of bullshit. But what are you supposed to do with them? I, yeah. I, but, like, yeah, I wouldn't they're, they're, know they're what they're to do with them. Like, oh, here's this cult of, of uh, Kylo Ren worshippers. We're not going to show them at all, ever. Oh, we should probably show them. Here they are. Kylo Ren's not boy band. band. Yeah, it's such a fucking shitty boy band, too. But uh, the story mostly follows Kylo Ren doesn't rebuild his mask. Uh, instead, he gets, like, uh, he's, like, messing around with Invader's castle. And he, like, triggers a booby trap or something. Like, explodes in the space. Yeah. And he gets, like, horribly disfigured. So they, they put, like, metal bits all over him and shit. It looks like a cyborg. It looks awesome. But uh, him and Hux are, like, hunting for Sith artifacts. Like, Hux is trying to do it to gain more power so he can, like, use up Kylo. And he wants to become, like, Force-sensitive or some shit. And Kylo's, like, trying to, uh, like, follow the Sith path that Darth Vader couldn't and shit. And you get to see more of that. Like they even have their own like version of the 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 cave on Dagobah, but for Siths. So it's basically you're following Kylo's journey as he becomes more like into a Sith Lord. And like Ray and all of them are uh, like they're still doing shit. Like at one point you see Ray, she's got a double bladed blue lightsaber. Yeah, and it's such a nice picture. Like even her storyline though in the in this version is so much better because instead of being like some stupid like. Ah, are you a Palpatine or Skywalker? It's like, what if we reinvented the Jedi Order and, like, you know, didn't have it be the bullshit it used to be? And Luke's like, no, 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 but wait, what if we kept it? And, like, there's this whole debate over, like, keep tradition or, like, change it and make it better and stuff. 
it's just it's just an overall much more like interesting plot line to follow than ah ah I'm a Palpatine. The only other force sensitive family in the galaxy. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's so stupid. Before I forget, um there's this video that I watched. Um it came out four months ago and it was basically yeah. like a fan who um who kind of rewrote the um the sequel trilogy. The title is Rise of Skywalker disappointed me, so I rewrote or I re I reworked the whole Star Wars sequel trilogy. Um from what I remember, it was amazing. I'm gonna send it to you and I'm gonna link it in the description because everyone should watch it. Now um, you can continue. Yeah, but like where was I? Oh yeah, like her storyline is so much better in that one than what we got in the actual movie. Uh, Finn also, instead of just saying Ray a bunch of times and then like disappearing off screen, has an actual story arc that is good. It continues uh, an idea that was in a deleted scene from uh, episode eight. I really wish that was in, which was a different version of Captain Phasma's death, which I will also talk about because that's such a bullshit fucking execution of a character. But uh, what happens is, uh, I already said that the uh, the play like most of the movie takes place on Coruscant, right? You mentioned that earlier. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, like the the idea is it mostly takes place on Coruscant because it's like the core planet, and like the first order have like completely like redid the whole everything there. Like they even have like their own like fucking like over tower platform shit that Hux lives in. Yeah. And uh, so basically. Uh, Finn and a bunch of the other resistance members go to the lower sections of like old Coruscant where the Jedi temple is. And they discover that a whole bunch of uh, like first order deserters are living there because apparently like after Finn left a bunch of other people are like, Oh fuck, I'll just go too. And he's, they sort of like rally behind them. And like Finn becomes this more like leader character and shit. You know, he has some growth and development as a character. As opposed to just being a stormtrooper defector that, kills the people he grew up with all of them <laughs> yeah that always pissed me off too it's like why he doesn't even try to talk to any of them and these are like Which the people a, that like th these are like his classmates these are people that yeah. are just as able to turn away from the empire as he was and that's why i love that fucking deleted scene where uh phasma dies because instead of her just falling down an elevator shaft and exploding they had a scene where uh, Finn confronts her and shit. Like, she, he cuts off her hand with her own, like, spear thing and all this other shit. And it's at this part where, like, uh, a bunch of First Order jet troopers or whatever, like, surround them. And, like, Finn talks them into, like, trying to kill Phasma and shit. And so, like, there's a whole scene where she's fighting them all off and Finn, like, kills her. And, like, she kills the other guys, though. She, like, executes all of them, like, in, a, in like, a cool, like, I wanna just shoot you all real quick with my pistol shit. Which is also silver, because, you know, she has a motif she's got to follow. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, it's just an awesome scene, though, because it's like, hey, Finn actually, you know, does something other than execute his former comrades. And it's just, I wish they did more with that. Even more with Carrot, with Phasma. Like, I, I'm fine with her dying in the second movie. I just wish there was more, I guess, threat? Like, I'm sick of all these, like, Boba Fett kind of characters where they exist just to be there and then die immediately. 
Like, the only example I can think of from the uh, the prequel trilogy is General Grievous, and even he had more stuff to do. He actually fought people. Fucking Boba Fett gets eaten alive almost immediately, and Phasma sent down an elevator shaft to explode. Yeah. Both of them have a kill count of, like, two. Grievous at least killed, like, I think three people. Well, the prequel trilogy also had, like, the Trade Federation. They didn't really do shit beyond just being a plot <laughs> device, I guess. Union. I, like the, I love that scene though in the in the the prequels where fucking all of the separatists are on Mustafar and it's all of the guys from Episode Two's like little council room thing. Yeah, and it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Who are these people? Oh wait, they're in that ten minute scene. Uh, not ten minute, ten second scene. It's like, why can't we have more of the techno union with their beats? Yeah, I I want to hear them whoops. Yeah, I honestly think Star Wars is a prime example of a franchise where the universe is more interesting than the movies. Oh, yeah, because like now with how the movies are set up, it's just a single bloodline versus another one. It's just like the, it's just so boring. I don't care if Palpatine comes back. Yeah, honestly, it's the Palpatine. movies, the movies are even the original trilogy. They're just so like. Yeah, I want to say dull, but they're dull compared to <laughs> compared to the, the universe that they're set in. Trilogy, though, like at least with the original trilogy, there wasn't all this extra shit thrown on into it. So, like the idea where it was like, oh yeah, there's aliens, and it's a fight yeah. between the Empire and the, and the, the the rebels, and then like all this extra lore is being added to it. It's like, oh yes, and Boba Fett is there, and he's like an accomplished bounty. Also, there's like. A hundred other things going on. You know, Jedi's. Yeah, the well, original what if we had an entire race of them. Yeah, the somewhere? original trilogy, you gotta really put yourself into that like seventies, you know, never seen good sci fi mentality. Yeah. No, just with all the extra stuff added to the universe though, like the original trilogy does not look good. Like if you were to watch, for example, watch Rogue One. That scene where Darth Vader wrecks shit in that uh, in the corridor, and then like watch episode yeah. Uh, four. Yeah, in Vader universe, in the span so of like shit. half an hour, he goes from being the most Absolutely fearsome warrior in the galaxy people. to and like just walks. lightly tapping his saber, you know, in his yeah. duel with Obi Wan. It's just. I love Star Wars, but the, there's a problem with a lot of it. And a lot of the problems is that it, it's hard to get them all to connect right. Like, even compare the old universe, like, the uh, the old technology and, like, the prequels to what they had in the original trilogy. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, shit goes downhill. Like, that scene where they're uh, on Geonosis in the second movie, and, like, it's... Uh, Dooku talking to uh, uh, Poggers. I forgot what his name is. <laughs> I don't remember his name. It's like Pog something. So it's it's the Poggers Geonosian. And like he's like, this is the Death Star. We're going to build it. And like they leave. Like there's like a hundred holograms in there. Like all this other shit. Fucking episode four. Most of the computers they had were the same kind that you'd like fucking use in a hacker movie. Well, like you know, it was made like in the seventies and eighties. Yeah, I know, but it's just it's just an inconsistent universe, and I always hate yeah. it when they do that. Like, 
I can look past it. Like Prometheus, for example, from Aliens. It's like, look at all these advanced holograms and shit. And then, like, you remember Alien and, like, the ship they have. And it's just like, why the fuck would you have any of this technology when there's a, a hologram that can accurately replicate a human being? Well, the, the way that I justify it is in the, in the original trilogy... company vehicle, so it's cheaper. What you see most of the time in the original trilogy, you see, like, the Rebel Alliance and what they have. And it's not very advanced, but, I mean, what do you expect from a ragtag group of political terrorists? You know? Yeah, and that makes sense. But then you look at the the Empire shit, and it's like it's all like nice looking and stuff. It looks high tech, but like at the same time, though, you compare it with the Republic. Had, yeah, it, it's not so airtight. Like, look at the bridge. Look at the bridge of a Star Destroyer and compare that to a Republic cruiser. Yeah, my justification is not airtight, but you know, you just gotta like, I, put yourself in that mentality, like. Okay, no one has good technology because it's been a while since there was like free enterprise or whatever. Everyone's poor now. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Emperor Palpatine's just sitting on a golden throne. It's like, yep, that, that would explain everything. <laughs> like, ah, finally, the best chair in the, for the Senate. Made I mean, of everyone else's money. At least it makes sense for, um, at least it makes sense for the Rebel Alliance for them not to have you know high tech stuff because it's like you know it's not like isis has nukes you know yeah they don't they don't ISIS doesn't have nukes. they don't get the top of the line shit because they're like a ragtag group of political terrorists yeah but it's just such a disconnect though when you go from like a star destroyer like if you look in the like you look at a a cruiser from fucking uh, Clone Wars or whatever, and they got like touch screens and there's like blinking lights everywhere and shit. And you look at it, a Star Destroyer, and it's like this guy has to flick a uh, switch every five seconds, or else the bathrooms explode. It's like what the fuck happened? Yeah. Did, why did you decommission the other ships? They apparently are more advanced. Well, that's why it was a mistake to make prequels instead of just. You know, a sequel okay. trilogy. Then you could have the thing they could higher have tech stuff. Even if they did prequels and stuff, a thing that they could have done to fix it is keep it not as modern sci-fi, but do retro sci-fi. Make it look like yeah, how keep, it looked back then. Keep you know? it lo-fi. Yeah. It's like it doesn't have to be like you can still have all these like sweeping expanses and like beautiful shots and shit, and, like holograms and stuff. But like, don't add more advanced technology. Yeah, keep the the CGI banthas and and all that, but just give us shittier technology. Like, it just I don't know. It feels like going from uh, the Clone Wars era shit into the Galactic Civil War stuff. It feels like at some point there should have been in the timeline uh, the apocalypse happens, <laughs> and then this is afterwards. It just everything just looks more like worn out and horrible and stuff it's like how did it get this bad i guess at some point between no episode three and four everyone gets like super into thrifting it's just it's just a weird thing to think about though it's like how advanced everything was during the time of war and then like now here's the galactic empire which is the the biggest superpower in the galaxy and everything's worse 
The galaxy is currently not at war with anyone besides a few terrorist cells. Uh, there should be, if anything, more technological advancements. It's like, what, did the Empire not believe in technology? Is it like the, the book burnings? They just start burning, like, printer presses because they don't want people to make more fucking, like, computers are a touchscreen. Maybe that's it. Maybe. It's just, ah. Uh... I love Star Wars, but goddamn, I hate sci-fi movies when they do that. Yeah. Oh my god, I just remembered, I was supposed to talk about the uh, the episode 9 we didn't get. I forgot to mention, there's a part, though, where uh, they're going to use the jet, this, like, uh, this, like, beacon thing. The, the, the warning system that everyone uses in episode 3 to relay a message throughout the galaxy to, like, bring all their support there, because they're like, it's just a small group of them besides the stormtrooper uh, refugees or whatever. So like they try to get everyone else to get to Coruscant so they can launch this assault and like actually finish the fight and whatever. So uh, they do that because it's like uh, for some reason, I, I think First Order just can't pick up the signal from the Jedi Temple. It's like it's probably some like they have an oversight because it's an older model or some shit like that. And they just don't think people were going to use it. It's an older code, but, but like, it still checks out. Basically. <laughs> Like, and there's like, they have this whole thing though, where it's like, uh, it's like that fan service scene where it's like, oh, look at all these spaceships you remember. But it's like, actually, you can tell the characters and who they are when they show up. Remember like, Slave One. And shit. Remember the A Wing. Remember the Y Wing. Remember the no B Wing. Remember the C Wing. The ships they showcased were from like, uh, like 70s era extra lore shit, like uh, Shadow of the Empire. Remember Who that McDonald's toy you got in 1983? Yeah, that's in here too. <laughs> Remember those McDonald's toys that were like the spaceships, but they had the bobbleheads? Imagine <laughs> one of those showed up. <laughs> the fucking I had, uh, the um, AT-AT driver one. <laughs> I had a uh, a Transformer. It was Obi-Wan Kenobi. It was when they did a Star Wars crossover. So it was yeah. a Obi-Wan Kenobi Transformer that would transform into um, the Starfighter. His spaceship. Yeah, his ship. And imagine that shows up. <laughs> it just transforms into Obi-Wan. It's a gun <laughs> We need everyone, yeah. even the Transformers, everyone. It's not even a Transformer, no, it's like, uh, you remember uh, fucking Spaceballs and how like their ship turned into a big uh, robot maid? <laughs> it's like that some guy's spaceship just turns into a giant Obi-Wan. <laughs> it's a mech now. It's like, don't worry guys, I got this. Japanese Spider-Man's... Um... Megazord shows up. Leo Perudon. <laughs> it's called Leo Perudon. Get it right, Alex. <laughs> well, Spider-Man emissary from Who would win in the fight? Palpatine or <laughs> the emissary from hell? Spider-Man. <laughs> well, I mean, the emissary from hell has a fucking mech <laughs> But Palpatine's got them base boosting lasers. It's a tie. But like, no, like the, the thing is though, for that whole like fan service scene though, they're gonna have like a bunch of people like show up, like fucking Bosk and like some of the other bounty hunters from uh the lineup are gonna show up to help them out and shit, and they're gonna have like 
uh, all the resistance and like this was made before Carrie Fisher passed. So she was going to show up and Lando too and all this other shit. And it's like everyone's it's like the gang's all together again. Now we're going to fuck shit up. And like they like this really nice scene. Like there's a there's a, sh- uh, a part in their concept art book for it. And it's like this beautiful shot of like Coruscant, like uh, like at war with itself and it's Hux's death scene where he like kills himself because he doesn't want to deal with all the, uh, uh, the, like, you know, him being an actual Nazi. He doesn't doesn't want to deal with with Nuremberg. Yeah. So it's a scene where it's like this, like nicely done thing where he like pulls out the lightsaber, one of the lightsabers he has and just impales himself on it. Like a, a dishonored samurai. It's fucking, wow. Why can't we have that? It's such a nicer scene for uh, a character that doesn't get uh, any of the stuff he deserves. Like, what happens in the new movie? He gets shot in the leg and then immediately executed. Hux is like... The, he, Hux is the toilet paper for the shit that is the, 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 the sequel trilogy. They just rub him all over it and then throw him away. Hux got done dirty. It. He did. I wanted him to be a, an actually threatening villain. It's like... They built him up so nicely in that one scene where he's like, you know, giving that rousing speech to the First Order and everything. It's like, ah, so this is supposed to be the Tarakin. And it's like, no, no, it's not. He's just the footstool. They, there's a scene where he literally gets mopped across the floor after breaking his nose. It's like, I hate that so much. But yeah, no, the ending was basically like uh, it's all happily ever after. They save the universe and like Ray decides to like adopt both principles of like the old ways and new to make like a new shit for all the other Jedi and they release a beacon out and everything. And it's like, ah, oh, yeah, now they're going to rebuild. Yeah, it's a perfectly good way to end it. You know, still opening it enough to have more shit. But no, Ray Skywalker, that's how we should end it. <laughs> I hated that. Such a stupid thing for them to do. Yeah, every that that movie didn't even feel real. Like when like, when it when I, I opened the, and I saw Palpatine, I was like, they're not doing this. Yeah. Oh, one thing that I wanted speech, to mention. Palpatine has returned. <laughs> felt like a fan fiction. Now the one thing that I wanted to mention um during the Vader Immortal section. Um you know the opening when when kylo ren is on that planet like slashing through those guys there's it's kind of like a forest that he's in do you go there that's mustafar oh is it yeah fuck yeah yeah by that point um all this shit has grown back hell yeah that's some pretty cool lore then it's a shame Mustafar went from a, a boring gray fire world to a boring gray lush jungle. Yeah. That that planet's just a lack of color palette. I mean, being in um playing Vader Immortal and like kind of being immersed in Mustafar, it is kind of oh, cool. Probably see much better shit for it, yeah. It it, it looks pretty like, cool. It, it it's quite a view. I believe you. No, most games do that kind of shit more justice than movies ever can. Yeah. Like, the last few movies I've seen with like actual like beautiful like breathtaking views, like I think Lord of the Rings. 
That's just because New Zealand is like such a fucking breathtaking place. Yeah, that's true. But it's like, I don't know. Star Wars is uh, they they're done with the the Star the Skywalker shit, hopefully. So I hope we get an actual interesting story next. Mandalorian's looking pretty good so far. Sounds like they're bringing back Boba Fett and some other characters. Really, I haven't heard much about Mandalorian season two. Um, do you know when it's uh, coming they, out? Soon, because they finished filming before uh, quarantine happened. Nice. I'm gonna look that up. Uh, I know that they have uh, Ahsoka confirmed, and everyone believes it's going to be Boba Fett. Ahsoka's gonna be in it. That, uh, yeah. Nice. She she is confirmed to be returning. They haven't shown any uh, set pictures yet, but they have said Ahsoka's coming back for Mandalorian. But uh, that's crazy. They also are gonna. Well, they're also probably either gonna bring Captain Rex from the Clone Wars back or Boba Fett. It looks more like it's gonna be Boba Fett because there was that uh, after credit scene with the guy walking up to the dead bodies, and that guy has Boba Fett's boots. Oh. So I'm so looking at this article. Stole his shoes, or I'm looking at this article, yeah. and it says it's. Um, it looks like it's going to be released on Disney Plus in October. Oh fuck yeah! I cannot wait. I hope they release all of the episodes, and we don't have to wait for any of them. No, I kind of liked having it be a weekly thing because then it's yeah. But you know, you can either watch right. the whole thing in a day, or you get weeks of you know, entertainment and like speculating on what's going to happen next. And it becomes more of like a, a community thing because everyone's experiencing it in real time. Yeah. But the, the thing is, I was like, I'm not working with the guy that I worked with. that was also into Mandalorian as much as I was. Now I'm working with people who don't even know what a TV, uh, what a, what a Netflix is. Well, it's terrible, Alex. When it comes out, we can do Ryan, weekly so. speculation. Let's do it. That'll, that'll be a new thing I'll bring to the podcast. We'll talk about Mandalorian. That'll keep us going for a few weeks. Yes. So, um, speaking <laughs> of speaking of uh, new movies and stuff coming out, uh, Bill and oh, Ted yeah, Three. Bill and I want to talk about uh, Bill and Ted Three for uh, just a minute. So. Gotcha. The day that this comes out, Bill and Ted 3 will be released. Um, obviously, we don't have early access to it, so we can't review it this week. But um, next week when it comes out, we'll have our initial thoughts on it and we'll have our reaction. Um, and we'll probably do like a retrospective on the whole series, you know, to see. You know, just, you know, give our thoughts on it. Um, but yeah, it's coming out this Friday, the 28th, which is the day that this podcast will be up. Uh, so on September 4th, uh, on that week's episode, we'll have our review. Hell yeah. Hopefully. So yeah, we can get into, uh, fandom news. Oh, yes. So I am honestly really excited for a lot of the stuff coming out with DC now. It seems like they finally found like their soul, I guess, when it comes to making these movies. Because like the last few DC movies haven't been too bad. And like the shows have just been tremendous. Like 
Uh, Titans was not a good show, in my opinion. But Doom Patrol? I didn't have high expectations for it. Titans? Yeah. Yeah, no, when the the commercial is just like every edgy Tumblr post I've ever seen, it's like, this girl has all these problems and everyone's looking down on her. And then she's Robin's different. Like, Fuck Batman. She's not like, like other girls. Robin's not I like other adaptations of Robin. He's different. He's quirky. I, I like how it's like he's a different version of Robin, but it's just Red Hood. <laughs> yeah, it does yeah, seem like he's just Red Hood. <laughs> like he he's he hates Batman and he kills criminals. And he That's says fuck. Yeah, exactly. That's Red Hood's favorite word. Fun fact. But no, it's like, I, I saw uh, also, like, a lot of the new stuff for the fucking new Doom Patrol, not Doom Patrol, uh, new Suicide Squad like movie or show or whatever it is they're making. I haven't seen anything like, on that. Um, what, it is, has is, does more it look good? character and heart. It looks really nice. Like, they have a better cast of characters to use. Like, they have uh, Harley Quinn still. I think she's going to be on there a lot because, you know, it's Harley Quinn. And is it but, still uh, James have, Gunn directing it? Uh, I don't remember. I had to look at that again. I, I, I only just recently saw a little bit of Flora and stuff. But the characters they have, the cast for them is like, they have Polka Dot Man and shit. And like, I, I think returning characters from the previous movie is uh, Rick Flagg, uh, Amanda Waller, Harley Quinn, and Captain Boomerang. Everyone else is new. Uh, they have fucking uh, Bloodsport, who is my favorite, like, really shitty DC villain. Like, his whole thing is that he kills people with sports equipment. Really? It's gonna be great. Polka Dot Man also coming into uh, Doom... Not Doom Patrol. Uh, Suicide Squad is also gonna be amazing because now he's who would, another who shitty would win villain in a fight? Who would win in a fight? Polka Dot Man or Kite Man? Uh, probably Polka Dot Man because Kite Man, all he has is a big kite. Uh, Polka Dot Man... That was polka dots. So all he has to do is throw a polka dot and like put a hole in Kite Man's kite and he wins. But they also got a uh, fucking King Shark is gonna be in the new Doom. Uh, I keep wanting to say Doom Patrol, but it's a uh, fucking Suicide Squad. And if you aren't familiar with who King Shark is, is it's basically uh, Killer Croc but as a shark. Nice. Uh, the thing, though, that makes me happy about that, though, is uh, from the sounds of it, the tri- they're making it more like the character from Harley Quinn, who is just this, like, big doomer. <laughs> I love that. It's just such a stupid and great idea. It's like, here's a shark that just got really existential for no reason. <laughs> so they, but, uh, um, no, DC I'm- put out a few more trailers. Um, they put out one for Wonder Woman, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. Good. Yeah, it kind of. I'm a bit upset though, because uh, in the commercials they show the uh, Wonder Woman in like that golden armor with the wings. I for real thought they were gonna bring Hawk Girl into the universe. Now <laughs> I'm so mad. Why can't we get fucking Hawk Girl? I mean, but, I, uh, what what do, what is Hawk Girl? What what's her deal? Hawk Girl has wings and a fucking mace, but she's like. Uh, have you ever seen Justice League Unlimited? No. Uh, it was an old cartoon. There was a cartoon movie for it. Uh, you know Batman in the animated series? Yeah, I have very surface-level yeah. knowledge of DC. Uh, it takes place 
with that with the characters from that and everything. And uh, the thing is, though, like Justice League Unlimited was one of the greatest like adaptations of a lot of the Justice League things. They had differences, of course, but it just kept the same heart to it, you know. But uh, Hawk Girl, though, was one of the better characters in it. And in DC, she is one of the main members of the Justice League. And I think she gets together with the Flash. Good for her. But the point is, like, uh, no, she's just one of the one of the characters that are just more just like bruiser type, I guess. Like, just get in and wreck some shit and then leave. And it's like, I want more of that. Like, everyone we have is just like the 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 generic. This is the guy that stinks a lot. This is the guy that like has superpowers. I just want someone with a fucking a club just to come in and just wreck some shit. Where's where's those characters? God damn it. Exactly. So anyway, back to the Wonder Woman uh, 1984. So, yes, I didn't notice this at, at first, but when I was thinking back on it, I realized like the the dynamic between uh, Diana and Chris Pine's character. I don't remember his name. Uh, it, we'll just call him FBI Chris Pine. Army man. So the relationship between uh, Diana and Chris Pine in the second movie seems like an inverse of their relationship in the first movie, where in the first one, you know, she was like new to everything. He had to show her around and basically like explain that we live in a society. And now in the second one, he's it seems like he's been in a coma or something i don't know uh he's been somewhere between world war one and 1984 by the way aging aging perfectly (laughs) no there's probably some more like uh like truth to the he was frozen theory he might be that universe's captain america See, no, that that doesn't make sense because he he's aged a little bit. He he looks like he's a bit older. He's got like some gray in his hair and stuff. But you know, he should be like in his nineties, right? Yeah. So well, she's Captain America. I guess he moisturizes, and anyway, she's like she's been around. You know, she knows what's up and she has to tell him about like fanny packs and parachute pants. And he's like, whoa, he's like, what is all this? Which was exactly what she was like in World War One when it was like, whoa, what is what? What are what are men? What is a dress? And why are we at war? Exact questions, too. (laughs) What are men? (laughs) He got hit in the head. So it's yeah, really um, hard to dunk on the noggin. <laughs> so yeah, the new Wonder Woman trailer looks great. Um, I'm excited for that to come out. Can't wait to see it. Um, How about the uh, Robert Pattinson new movie? Yeah, Rob Bat Batten Bat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since what, since I'm we're just gonna be since we're just gonna be the Weekly Planet, let's just rip off all of their in jokes. That's what we're turning into. That's the end goal. (laughs) 
Each week, we're going to impersonate a different podcast. Next week, I'm going to talk to you about DMT and and uh, Himalayan salt lamps and vitamin D supplements. And I will tell you that the coronavirus isn't real. So anyway, the I'm, Batman I'm trailer. Elon Musk. Oh, OK. So the uh, speaking of Elon Musk, the Batman trailer looks great. Um, looks like uh just different enough of a take to be its own movie. I hear it's more leaning into the mystery like shit, like the actual investigating crap. Yeah, like Detective Batman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, it seems like, in, like seems like there hasn't been a lot of detective work in Batman movies. Oh God, no! Are you kidding me? Yeah, um, this this version of Batman, like. I believe it's year two, right? He He's yeah. pretty early on, kind of still trying to make a name for himself. And obviously this is a dark, st- another dark adaptation of the character. Um, I guess we're still, we're, we're still on this side of the pendulum. We're like after, after George Clooney, you know, we had to get like more serious Batman to remind everyone like, Hey, this is a dark character, okay? But I don't know. I feel like at this point we've had enough of like, you know, the Dark Knight and you know the whole Nolan trilogy, and we got Zack Snyder's take on Batman. It's all just dark, gritty stuff. I I feel like we could use some silly Batman at this point. Oh yeah, but the like I feel like though. With how Batman is being portrayed nowadays, it's like he's just this very like brooding character. Like, yeah. Even in like comedy shows, like uh, the Harley Quinn show, for example, he's just this like overly serious character. And, like that—that's like where the comedy for him is coming. Yeah, along. I don't know. It just all seems to blend together for me. All the different versions I of Batman that are just—it's yeah. just a variation of brooding, dark character. But like. Uh, I don't know. I feel like we just need a revival of like Adam West Batman. Like that kind of fun era. Yeah, but like with DC, I don't know. Like I feel like Marvel is better suited for more of the fun stuff because DC stuff, they try to be more edgier, I guess. I guess. I don't know. They they can both do they can both do whichever they want. They're not restricted to one tone throughout their movies you know marvel can be serious at times they're allowed to do that and batman should be allowed to be you know just a little silly but that being said i do i do think this this next one looks pretty good so i i think we should stick with this one but once this one's done once we get dark detective batman then we should get you know more light-hearted batman stuff Bring back the blue suit with the, the undies. <laughs> I was, uh, my, uh, my friend Donovan has this great idea for a Batman story arc where it's like all of the bat where it's like we replace it. Uh, we take Nolan's Batman, put it in Adam West's universe. And we take Adam West Batman and put it in Nolan's universe. Yes. Like a, like a flashpoint kind of thing, like universe swapping. I haven't seen flashpoint, so I don't know. That's basically what happens. Flash just fucks up the timeline. Yeah. And it's now Daddy Wayne is Batman and shit. But no, like, 
just imagine that. Just Adam West timeline. The Joker like throws a pie in someone's face, and then Batman comes and dislocates his elbow. Yeah. Uh, and then in the actual, and then in the Nolan timeline. Uh, Adam West has his shark repellent, and he's getting shot at by criminals. <laughs> like, I feel like that guns, one would be a bit like, shorter. <laughs> that movie would be a bit shorter. He's just sitting behind like a fucking table, screaming. He's like, "Oh my god, what the hell!" He just you gets actually shot. <laughs> it's not even a fatal wound. He just looks and just starts yelling. <laughs> he just shoots back. He's like. What? It's like that scene in, uh, I forget what it is, but it's like Jim Carrey gets shot in the knee with an arrow. He starts freaking out. Or like, um, <laughs> the part in Austin Powers, um, you shot me, you shot me in the arm, you know, yeah. Will, Will Ferrell's character. <laughs> yes. That guy oh, deserves God, his own it. movie. God, fucking Austin Powers deserves a sequel. Like, not like they'd fuck it up. Sequel, but yeah, probably. But I'd like to see them at least try one. Maybe like an Austin Powers like Netflix show or something. I just don't that want I it to be probably. like. I just don't want it to be something where they like take the brand too seriously, or they like try to make it like a quirky workplace sitcom. Austin Powers, but it's just the office. They would do that. They would do that with zero self-awareness. Yeah. Or they would just make it like more of like a spy thriller without realizing like that's what they were making fun of originally. Yeah. Oh, I hope they do that now. I just want to see how just horrible they make it. That that Stop might it. that might break the internet if they if they fuck up Austin Powers that bad. You know, I I remember hearing like in the last couple of years like news like sporadically of a fourth Austin Powers movie and I wonder where that's at now. In the bottom of hell where it belongs. There's an IMDb page for Austin Powers 4. Like, I want a new Austin Powers movie, but at the same time, so I don't far, want what they thought would be a good, like, prequel, not prequel, a good sequel to it, because you know it's going to be horrible. Oh, yeah. You know, the, some, the trilogy like, is already, like, fucking... closed out with the third one. They, they, they bookended it. But anyway, here's what the uh, Austin Powers 4 IMDb page says um, under description the fourth installment in the Austin Powers series. Writer, Mike Myers. Star, Mike Myers. Undercast, uh, credited cast, Mike sorted Myers. by IMDb star meter. Mike Myers, Austin Powers, rumored. Austin Powers, rumored. Sam Brown, executive producer, Mike Myers, producer. Austin Powers is rumored to show up in the new Austin Powers movie. That is my takeaway. I don't care if I am wrong. <laughs> so in 2018, it looks like Mike Myers confirmed in an interview 
that there is a fourth Austin Powers movie on its way. They're making it. And it says um, Dr. Evil will be returning. and But it doesn't look like there's any word on when it'll come out. Let me see. I think it's as just in production it's purgatory. And not a studio. I will be happy because I like Mike Myers. I know that he'll do good. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. But if it's if it's some studio trying to cash in on it, I think his shit's um, gonna get stupid real fast. You know how each movie he has like a companion. You know, first movie it's um, what's her name? Second movie it's the blonde chick. Third movie it's Beyonce. Yeah. This the next one should be Kanye. You know, yeah, onto something there. Chief. Like, remember that clip where they're talking about like hurricane relief, and out of nowhere, Kanye West is like, "George Bush doesn't care about black people." I just want that for the whole movie. Austin Powers, like, "Hey there, Shagadelic." I, I'm not going to do the accent. Hey there, Shagadelic. Let's go defeat Doctor Evil. And Austin, and Kanye is just like going on a rant about like Trump or something. <laughs> The burrito is too damn big. He doesn't even know he's in a movie. He's like, hey, what the fuck is that frilly shit for? <laughs> Starts screaming at him. <laughs> that I deserve to be president. That movie would earn double its budget easily. Oh, I don't know why amazing. people don't make freakish movies like that. Because they're cowards. <laughs> so, um, anyway, back to DC Fandom. Uh, there were oh, there was yeah. a trailer released for the new Arkham game. Well, it doesn't look too bad. Uh, yeah. However, I did read the uh, they they released the little like bio card thing. For uh, Batwoman, not Batwoman, Batgirl, and it is kind of dumb. Would you like to hear what they said? What did they say? Uh, j- uh she gets crippled. You know the things that so happen. So th- this is Barbara happen. Gordon, right? Yep, it is Barbara Gordon. I was wondering uh, about that. She is inspired. She's inspired after her father's death to uh, recover and then get uh, strong enough to beat the Joker and shit. So after her father dies, she decides she's going to cure being crippled. She got shot in the spine and she just decides to no longer have a spinal injury. Yep. (laughs) Like people were out that that's what happened in the new 52 and all that stuff. But in the new 52, she has like extensive reconstruction to her spine and they like, have to put in like a cyborg augment and shit just to get her to walk again so not only does she just through the power of sheer will will <laughs> she just no longer has a spinal injury not only that but she also becomes strong enough to be the next batman yep because jim gordon's dead also that's bullshit why kill commissioner gordon he should be there to give out your shitty side quests I you know I I barely remember the end of Arkham Knight. I know that you know Bruce Wayne blows up his Batman mansion and shit. Dies. Yeah, but does does Jim Gordon die in that game? No, he doesn't. So they kill him off 
off screen. However, Barbara dies. Barbara dies in in the game in Arkham Knight. Oracle dies. Well, I know there's that part where it's like a fake out where she it looks like she kills herself. I'm not forgetting that confused then. Never mind. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure she makes it. It looks like she dies, but then later on it's like, hey, I'm alive. So so they kill Jim like Gordon off like, between games? I guess. There's probably a comic we need to read for it. Yeah, there's probably going to be some prelude shit. You know, I feel like they've got Marvel with their prelude comics. They've gotten a lot lazier. Because oh, like God, the, yeah. it used to be like, I think for like the infinity war or like the civil war prelude comic, it was like what happened between the movies. Here's captain America doing stuff. And the black widow prelude comic is literally just a recap of civil war. That's what she was doing before. Didn't you know? It's just a comic adaptation of some of civil war. Yeah. Black widow is always going to get shit on. For no reason. Yeah, yeah, she usually gets it's the short end. To the cult of so anyway, back to this new um, Arkham game. It, it's not officially in the Arkham series. I what was what was the title again? Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights. So, um, what do you what do you think about it? Like, what are your what do you, what are your expectations? I think it might wind up being like the, uh, you ever heard of, uh, what is it? Um, Agents of Mayhem, the Saints Row spinoff game. No, I have not. So they made a spinoff game to Saints Row uh, after Get Out of a Hell, which had a ending to it where uh, Johnny, are you familiar with Saints Row at least? No. Okay, so... Uh, Saints Row is GTA if the people who made GTA were high on LSD half the time and were really into fart jokes. Okay, but, uh, this sounds at, great. At one, at one point, uh, this gang, it starts off that these people are in a gang and then they become uh, international celebrities, like superstars, with their own brand and everything. Uh, and then they become the president. Uh, then the Earth is destroyed by aliens. And that makes the president very not happy. This feels like you describing a dream that you had. This is a, a very real uh, game series, and I love this game series. One of my favorites. I'll have but, to uh, check it out. It's just really stupid jokes. I'm just going to let you know right now. Like, it's just a really dumb game series. You have to turn your brain off if you want to enjoy most of it. But, uh, anyways, uh, there also is a part where, um, uh, this character named Johnny Gat in the third game, it seems like he dies, but in the fourth game, it's revealed he's not dead. He was just abducted by the aliens and all this other shit. So you save him. And this guy is like a legitimate, like, murderous psychopath. Like, he will kill people with bar stools and shit just for the hell of it. And at one point, the main character, which is you, and you can customize them however you want, in the fifth game, which is a, a spinoff game, it's called Gad of Hell, because you play as Johnny Gad in that one. And uh, 
I'm looking at I'm looking on Steam right now, and there's a DLC for Saints Row Four called "How the Saints Save Christmas." So yeah, they uh they save Santa Claus. They save Santa Claus. All right, that's yeah, the kind that's of game we're dealing they, with. The world is destroyed. Saints Row the Third: Gangsters in Space. Yep that that one is great. Saints Row Four anime the- pack. Uh-huh. In Saints Row the Third, uh, Gangsters in Space, you're not you don't actually go to space. Uh-huh. Uh you are on a failing sci-fi movie like set where this guy's like legitimately trying to kill people and it's stupid, so you just murder him. Like he's trying to make this awesome sci-fi movie, but it's all shit. Uh there is one though. There's two deal there's two other DLCs for that. There's uh Genki Bowl, which is based off of a a TV show in the universe called uh, Professor Genki's well, what was it? Professor Genki's Murder Time Fun Time or some shit like that, and which is just blood sport. That universe just has a TV show that's all about watching people die horribly, and that's what that is. So they have a sport for it. This yeah, that sounds like something that would happen. That's a, that sounds like something that would happen right now in America. Yeah, but uh, like like wipeout. That's basically like Wipe what Wipeout out. is. Wipeout it, is blood is. sport. No, how it's set up is you have to go through uh, three rooms that are increasing and challenging. They get to the last room, which is full of guns and money. So is it more and, like uh, is it more like Wipeout like or Wipe more out, like American Ninja are... Warrior? Like how, how much like how much skill do these people have going in? As long as you can shoot a gun, you're good. But it's like Wipeout because there are obstacles and stuff. It's mostly like a, a shitty maze of a chain link fence with machine gun turrets on the other side. Okay, so this is like McKamey Manor. Yeah, except, you know, everyone's in a fursuit and occasionally a guy will come down with like a, a stupid like bobblehead cat head on his head and he has a rocket launcher. So this also, is McKamey Manor. Just, yeah, <laughs> yes. Also, that guy, though, Professor Genki, will just randomly show up in the overworld with a rocket launcher just murdering people. Like, for no reason. There's, like, no, like, thing to spawn him. He just shows up, kills a bunch of people, dies, comes back later. But, uh... Uh, the other DLC is called, uh... Uh, Trouble with Clones. And in that one, uh... They use this DNA from a guy named Oleg, who's like this giant, like, Russian super soldier. And they use Johnny Gat's sunglasses, and they accidentally make this, like, big mentally challenged Johnny Gat Hulk monster. And it's also stupid and great. But uh, then in Saints Row 4, they become president of the, uh, the, the boss becomes president of America. And then the world like ends. Like you do? Yep. Uh, at the end of that one, you become president of space. <laughs> like, like you're not recognized by you just decide you are president of space. You I mean, like anyone can decide that you're president of space. Yeah, but it's the boss. So, you know, he's probably going to pack. They're going to be like, <laughs> if anyone like comes between me and what I want, I'm going to blow them up. I already did that five times now. This is the, the fourth game. Let's go save Santa Claus. And there's also uh, Enter the Dominatrix, which is the canonical sequel afterwards. I forget what all happened to that one. I believe like there's a rogue program that tries to take over the uh, 
uh, virtual world where all of the people are living in because they're trying to find a new planet for humanity. This is gets like really weird sci-fi shit. Uh, they also find a race of sentient raptor people and they befriend them. And then uh, the spinoff Get Out of Hell happens in which uh, the boss's birthday happens and Kinsey, uh, one of your companions, decides to bring out a Ouija board for fun. And uh, you accidentally summon Satan, who wants uh, the boss to marry his daughter, because the boss is the most evil person he's ever met. So uh, Johnny Gat and Kenzie go to hell to save him. And at the very end, uh, God, who is played by... Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Hold on, I'm trying to remember. Uh, he plays Buck in... Uh, Nathan Fillion, who is uh, Nathan Fillion. Uh, tells Gat, Johnny Gat he can make a, a different universe for him and stuff like that as like his reward because he's like, you know, he's had a tough life murdering all those innocent people. And uh, So he's a redeemable that, warlord. Basically. <laughs> but uh, what happens in one of them is that uh, the universe gets reset and Johnny Gat's like a like true detective now and all this other shit. And in that universe, Agents of Mayhem happen. And that game did not sell at all, and no one knows what it is. <laughs> that has been my entire, like, 30-minute-long breakdown on Saints Row, just to get up to the point where I can tell you Agents of Mayhem was a game that had a lot of, like, vibrant color palettes, and it's based off of a beloved game series, but it's a spinoff that no one wanted to see, and it just died on impact. And so I think how- that's what's going to happen with Gotham. Oh, okay. All right, so that's how I it, that's how it ties back. going to be just like that. Yep. Because it's similar in like how everything looks and stuff. Like even the the art style looks just like Agents of Mayhem. Where it's like these popping colors and like neon lights and everything's kind of like sci-fi. I just feel like though, because it's Batman, maybe there'll be more than eight people on the server on day one. But you know, yeah. that's just hopeful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> this this game got shit on. Like it wasn't Battleborn levels of like no one cares about it, but it it was pretty high up there. I, I I don't have super high expectations for Gotham Knights, but you know I think it'll be at least a breath of fresh air for the Arkham series, or I guess that franchise. What it, what it looks like to me is it looks like it'll be, you know, with these four characters, four separate campaigns that cross over at points. I mean, I haven't done a a whole lot of research into it. Of course, everyone's going to immediately want to play as Red Hood. Oh, yeah. Don't you? The best superhero guy with gun. (laughs) You're not wrong. It's like when they added Joker to Smash. Just guy with gun. This guy has a gun. Instantly the most played character. (laughs) So... Uh, speaking of guy with gun, uh, I'm starting the uh, I started the Avengers beta uh, a couple days ago. So far, it's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Um, the uh, the hero roster. So you start out playing through a day Avengers day, which is what was in the trailers. Uh, you know where shit hits the fan. You play through that segment first, and you get to play as uh, like like Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, and Black Widow, guy with gun. So 
Um, My favorite adventure. <laughs> so once A Day happens, uh, there's like a big explosion that, that creates the Inhumans. And the media is like, fuck the Avengers. And AIM, AIM is like, fuck the Avengers. Also, give us a bunch of funding so we can like take over society and replace everyone with robots. And they're like, cool. And it basically becomes it basically becomes Robo Recall, but with Avengers. Oh, amazing! Yeah. So it what it looks like now is um, instead of playing through like a campaign, like an open world campaign, like um, like Arkham City style, it's more like um, there's a, a map on your war table with different missions. And some missions are character specific. So like you go to this place as Hulk and you bust shit up and you get the part for whatever, you know, a part to repair Jarvis or something. And I know what game this is. It's Marvel Strike Force, but with a third person camera. <laughs> basically, yeah. From what I played so far, basically you get to choose your character and you get up to three um companions right now i have four characters unlocked um i have iron man black widow um who haven't showed up in the campaign yet uh since a day so kind of weird with that but um the characters that have that i played as in the campaign uh post a day are kamala khan miss marvel and bruce banner so I have those four characters unlocked and I can at this point go on different missions and, you know, collect stuff and upgrade the characters. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the story. Um, right now where I'm at, um, Kamala Khan and Bruce Banner are trying to track down, um, Tony Stark and get him to like help them rebuild shield that um you encounter nick fury pretty early on in the campaign and nick my fury question is, is it black nick fury or white nick fury yes what the nick fury design i i i knew you'd love this the nick fury design it's it's basically like david hasselhoff nick fury like mixed with sam jackson nick fury what the fuck does that mean alex hold on i'll I'll show you those are two distinctly different people so he's got like the outfit and like you know the kind of the hair of um of david hasselhoff nick fury like white nick fury like you know gray on the sides and okay. he's but and it's, he, it's, it's Samuel a, L. Jackson Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna send you a screenshot I, so you kinda get what I I'm, feel like get, that get might what I'm not saying. Look good. No, it, it looks good. It looks alright. Okay, he looks fine. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. i I guess I'm just used to bald Nick Fury now. Him with hair just doesn't look right to me. That's what fell off. Yeah, Sam Jackson Nick Fury is bald. I never like like, I realize, like this, this is like Sam Jackson, Nick Fury, but something's, they, but something's different, and I didn't like Samuel consciously Jackson realize Samuel. Ja- I mean, I of course I know he's bald, but when I was playing, I was like, 
Yeah, you something is different. Put two and two together. It's like, why does this man look so different compared to the last time I saw him? His hair is gone. So yeah, this one Sam? has hair and has kind of like I hate it. The outfit of white Nick Fury, but he is Nick Fury should you know, not black. be allowed to have hair. I wonder how this one lost his eye. Like, whose cat scratched his eye out? God damn it. Oh my god, fuck yeah. So I'm playing uh, Warzone, but while we're talking, I'm just going through the menus. Apparently they released a new Tamagotchi watch for the game. Nice. This one has color. It's the next version. I have to pay $12 if I buy it. What the fuck? Anyway, though, yeah. So yeah, the... The, the the game the the gameplay is pretty fun. Um, each character is like slightly different. I you get the same basic like you know press X to do a light attack, press Y to do a heavy attack, and you can eat most characters. Actually, I think all of all of the characters have a ranged attack. Um, it just depends. It, it varies character to character what that ranged attack is. Like Hulk will throw like a rock. Like he'll he'll rip, rip out a chunk of ground and throw it. Kamala Khan, yeah. Miss Marvel, she'll you know just stretchy punch someone. And Iron Man will shoot a repulsor. And Black Widow has guns. And you know Thor Amazing. has his hammer. And Captain America has his shield. So, yeah, and then you get three different, like, um, left bumper is a type of special move. Right bumper is a kind of special move. And then both of them together is a different kind of special move. All right. I can vibe with that. So, yeah, all of the characters in theory play the same, but, like, it feels different going from Thor to Captain America. Yeah, because they're different, like, abilities and shit. Yeah. I think it strikes a good balance of, you know, the controls being, you know, familiar going from character to character without it feeling like everyone just plays the same. Yeah. So, Jared, you had in the show notes Marvel versus DC. Um, What did you want to what did you want to mention about that? I was going to say, it seems like nowadays it feels like we're in like an inverse of how it was like two years ago where Marvel's dominating the box office and like releasing like hit after hit and DC was like just shit everything like nowadays it looks like DC's like producing some like really good high quality shit and Marvel's just like trying to figure shit out again like this new Avengers game I know some people like it and stuff but I, I keep seeing a lot more people like shitting on it like why would they make this and stuff like that and like there's like no movies coming out right now. Everything's like stopped development and shit. Yeah. Um, Black Widow should be coming out. Like they obviously they can't release it in theaters like normal, but you know, you'd think yeah. they'd put it out like on video on demand or like on Disney plus or something. Something. But then it's like, then you compare it to DC now. And like they've made several shows that are like, getting up there in quality like people are actually like invested in dc shit it's weird okay black widow the release date is still listed as november 6th uh which is what it was before so you know hopefully it'll be out on disney plus by then 
there's people already yeah. reviewing it. Um, How? Uh, just on Google, um, audience rating summary. It's rated 4.8 stars. And the reviews are like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see it. Five stars. It's like, shut the fuck up. Don't review movies that you haven't seen. That yeah. There was a problem with I that with The King of Staten Island. When uh, The King of Staten Island came out on video on demand, there people like left like one star reviews with either... Yeah, this isn't available in Singapore, so I can't watch it. One star. Or like, really? $20 to rent this movie? One star. I love people, Alex. People are great. And it even goes in the other direction, too. Like, five stars. Can't see it, but I like Pete Davidson. Why can't, like, people just enjoy fucking movies and shit? Like, why does everything have to be so just, like, stupid? You know? Just... I know. Fucking watch the movie you like. Don't fucking, like, review bomb a thing because it's not what you wanted. Or, like, fucking review a movie before it's even a movie. Exactly. (laughs) I'm sad, Alex. But no, um, back to Marvel versus DC, though, um, I kind of get a sense that uh, like how the movies were, where you'd have Marvel build up years of continuity and then release the Avengers, you know, as a culmination of, you know, all that stuff. And DC yeah, would yeah. go from Man of Steel to Batman v Superman immediately just to Justice League um, within the span of three years. Um. I feel like it's kind of the inverse of that with the video games where you get the whole Arkham series and then that transitions to um, Gotham Knights. And now we have like a Spider-Man game and then immediately jump to Marvel's Avengers. Which doesn't even seem to be connected to the Spider-Man game, is it? They say it is, but I feel like it's like how they said Venom is in the MCU, but it's like you know a blatant lie. I'm I'm upset about Spider-Man being a PS4 exclusive character. Oh, I feel you, man. It's stupid. Like they're in their right to do it, though. So what what are we gonna do? I mean, legally they have the right to do it, but like it's just it's bad PR. I think. Yeah. I get you, man. But Sony appeals to their demographic, which are people that like Sony games. So they're not going to, like, stop because, oh, no, someone on a different console than what we have is like, ah. Okay, so I just... I I googled Marvel's Avengers Spider-Man to, like, see if there was any updates on it. And uh, Spider-Man's, like, bio came up on google and under date of birth it says august 10th 2001 i thought i was finally older than spider-man but it turns out he's just a little bit older than me still get wrecked alex oh my god i can bully spider-man <laughs> oh it's uh spider-man's birthday was two weeks ago exactly as of this recording everyone knows doc Ock. Superior Spider-Man. Of course. 
God. I just love, though, uh, I never really thought about this before, but Superior Spider-Man has one of the most creepy Doc Ock moments where he's, like, falling in love with a girl the same age as Peter Parker, who Yikes. is three times younger than him. Doc Ock, I, I understand you're in the body of an adolescent boy, but you are a grown-ass adult. You tried to marry that boy's grandmother once. And even that was like, ah, that makes sense. They're about the same age. She's not his grandmother. It's his 90-year-old aunt, obviously. I love that. How old was Spider-Man's mom? (laughs) If that's his aunt, what's Peter's mother's age? Well, Aunt May isn't even biologically related to him. That's right. It's Uncle Ben. Yeah, Ben is his dad's brother. That's what it was. How old was his dad? (laughs) Good question. You know, I realize now why I thought that Aunt May was Spider-Man's, like, like his mom's sister. It's because, like, it's kind of weird that someone who now has no ties to this family is still looking after the adult boy from that family. It's it, like fam- family Rainey goes beyond her. blood, you know. You're 90 years old. He's 32. One of you move out. <laughs> no, I, I get it. Like you raised this boy, and it was, you know, your your lover's nephew. So like you gotta <laughs> you gotta step up. I I get it. However, this opens up the door to where uh, it's now okay if they were to ever date. Because they're not related by blood. You know, there's more stopping that scenario from happening than just that. Like their, no, no, like no, their Alex. 70 year age difference. Did that stop all of those warlords? Those redeemable warlords? And we have come full circle. Ah. Uh, no, but you know that shit probably exists somewhere on the internet. People oh, of course. Rule 34. Someone looked at the Spider-Man grandma and thought, you know, that's a thick piece of ass. Oh. Alright, that's a good place to leave this. It's, <laughs> it's been a number of hours. Um, do you, have any, like two, do you have any closing remarks? It's been a number of hours. Do you have any closing remarks? <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, like, we should totally, like, since the Snyder Cut was able to happen, let's try and get the fucking other version of Star Wars made. Yeah, let's get the what's-his-name cut. Come on. Yeah, uh, I'll find the guy's name and we'll put him in the description. Yeah. We're like, let's get, let's fucking protest. I want blood to run in the streets until we get a new Star Wars. A Star Wars I can feel good about. (laughs) All right, so in closing, uh, don't don't search for Ant Man Rule Thirty Four. Uh, try out the Avengers beta; doesn't cost anything to get into. Um, petition Disney to make the uh, original version of Star Wars Episode Nine. Um, Trevor Rose. Uh, Trevor Trevor Rose. Yeah. Don't support any. I I don't support either side in the Fortnite Apple controversy. Um, Fuck it. 
eat them and stay tuned watch next week's episode we'll have our review of bill and ted 3 all right all right this is the bold of you to say cast signing off have a good one signing off we're gonna we're gonna blow something up i don't know what but it's our publicity stunt we're gonna go start a real life rebel alliance as you said that, I scrolled past a commercial of uh, Marvel's Future Fight, and there was like intense music playing. And I was <laughs> like, you know what? That's perfect for that. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Goodbye, hypothetical listeners. I love you. Thank you for listening to Bold of You to Say. If you like this episode, please share it, like, and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, a review would help us out a lot. And if you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment with what you'd like us to cover next. See you later, alligators.